Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about moments of triumph and everything you got to do and what I think about it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can support this podcast directly by going to SNTRPresents.com. That'll take you right to the Patreon. You can do the $5 a month, get access to the Discord. That's where you can submit questions. If you want to do VIP, you can get in there and submit your questions early. So head over to SNTRPresents.com. That'll allow you to subscribe to the Patreon and get into Discord and be part of what we're doing here so moments of triumph is you know something that is always a mixed bag for me personally because everybody looks forward to it but a lot of the times it feels like a lot of busy work for what amounts to you know like a t-shirt right but i do like this year's in particular with the way they set it up and i'm going to kind of walk through the beginning of the video here raids and more you know there's a focus on raids And there's also more things they require. Uh, But I am going to say in the middle of the video, I feel like this is sort of short of the mark. I I don't quite think this is as far as you could take moments of triumph. I would like it to go further, especially when you're including raids. Raids that are, you know, being retired uh, and and going away, not just retired, but like being taken out of the game. And then I want to end by talking about raid farming, because I do think this, this moments of triumph in particular is putting a greater focus on the farmability of raids. And I think this is great because this is on the heels of the dungeon and the dungeon has its own really, I think, good way uh, of, of farming for loot. But let's just start at the beginning, raids and more. I think it's really cool to see the raids included. Uh, obviously, you got to do Leviathan, Eater of Worlds, Spire of Stars, Crown, and Scourge. Uh, we knocked out three yesterday. We got Leviathan, Eater, and Scourge done. We were having all kind of error codes and problems, and we finally figured it out and kind of got in there. Uh, some of the other things, though, that you know, you're know you required to do here might cause some people uh, mixed responses. Obviously, you know, bounties, everyone's going to be like, no, not more bounties. Well, it's only 15. That's not that big of a deal uh, than the weekly challenges. And then you start getting into the what can feel like homework and can feel like, well, this isn't really a moment of triumph. You know, this is just busy work. But I do think moments of triumph is meant to represent the entire game. So I'm not against this. That doesn't mean I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm not against these certain things being included. You got to complete an ordeal strike. You got to do 20 strikes. Then you have to hit rank legend uh, and then do a rank reset, and uh, this is this is obviously not that big of a deal for people playing Crucible. But if you're not a big Crucible fan, you, you know you're not you might not want to do this. Then you got to get seven trials matches. Um, you don't have to win seven in a row; you just have to get seven total wins. And then this is the one that I really don't want to do: uh, Gambit, <laughs> 250 moats deposited, and 150 uh, enemies defeated. And then come back here, you know, max out your season pass, and then you gotta destroy these eyes, and then the uh, get the exotics. Now these secret ones, we're not quite sure what they are just yet. I think somebody, I think somebody's already data mined those from the API. But obviously, if you're wanting to get the shirt, you you, you only need to get 15 of the triumphs done. So you can ignore the ones that you don't um, want to uh, want to go for. I'm not actually sure what's required for the ring. Oh, here's the ring. Oh, the ring is just running the raids. Yeah. So if you want the raid ring, you know, obviously running raids is not that big of a deal for people that want a raid ring. And then if you want the shirt, you only have to do 15. So I do think people are going to be a little bit mixed on this uh, with respect to 
you know, if you don't want to do everything, that's kind of always one of the dilemmas with these seals, is if, you know, you want the seal, you gotta do everything, and there's stuff in here that you may never really touch. At the very least, though, if you want the shirt and the ring, you're not being asked to go into Gambit or Trials and things like that. Keep in mind, the raid ring is pretty awesome, and people that don't really run raids or they, you know, primarily stick in PvP, like, they're being asked to go do something, too, that they're not really huge on doing. It is just one completion, so keep that in mind as well. I mean, it, again, Moments of Triumph is meant to encompass the whole game. But I want to talk about why I feel like this is short of the mark. For me, when you're going to do, you know, Leviathan and Eater and Spire and Crown and Scourge, you know, let's go run these raids, I actually enjoyed going back into them. Uh, I don't enjoy Leviathan's weird checkpoint system. <laughs> like, so if you're having connection problems and you leave and you want to go back in, you have to go back through the underbelly. I've never liked that. I always thought they could have done a great quality of life pass on Leviathan to where you would actually land in the room uh, instead of landing um, outside. But I would say the whenever whenever you're going into these old raids to sort of celebrate them before they leave, I would like to see rewards in line with that. There's nothing commemorative really going on here with the raids. You know, there's nothing that makes me say, oh, I really want to go and do this. Now, if you remember, Age of Triumph was probably the best version of this go and run these old raids go and run them again and get really really dope looking armor and then obviously they did the exotic primaries with the elements we don't even need to go that far i could have just taken updated armor with updated mod slots and really cool ornaments or in with the ornamental system they could have just done ornamental sets so i could take the leviathan you know, armor set, and it would look cooler and different and glow and all this stuff, and it would just be an ornamental set. You'd do that with all of them. I would have loved to have gotten that, especially from, like, Scourge of the Past. So, to me, this falls short. If you're gonna do Moments of Triumph or Age of Triumph or anything like that that's meant to commemorate these raids and this challenging content... I think the rewards need to be better. When the first the, the splash screen popped up and said there would be raid cosmetics, I got really excited. I was like, oh, wow, they're gonna be giving us you know, raid cosmetics, new new cosmetics. No, it's actually literally just the... Now, if you don't have luxurious toast yet, I'm sure you're excited about that. I will say that's a good thing. That's guaranteed when you run Spire now. Run it one time, get luxurious toast. But it's literally just the shaders, uh, the ghost shell from Levy, and then the, uh, the luxurious toast. I was hoping that Scourge would just give the Sparrow automatically. That would have been nice, but that's not how that one worked. Um, but... This is why I feel it kind of falls short. I love the idea. I love the principle of saying, hey, go and run these, uh, you know, go and run this, you know, and someone saying, oh, there's a unique emblem for doing them all. I don't really care about a unique emblem. I was thinking cosmetics. I'm thinking Age of Triumph ornamental armor sets, you know, ways to make yourself look dope, ways to celebrate all the rating that you have done. Even one new gun would have been cool. You know, one new gun. Why not do something with one of the guns from Leviathan, you know, and all of them? You, you could have done something with the Midnight Coup and the and the, the shotgun, uh, Zenith of Your Kind. You know, have them, have them updated. Have them be kind of newer or cooler or something. Or just give them ornaments. I don't know. Anything, I think, would have been better than basically 
it feels odd to go run these raids and get stuff from them that you basically don't you don't need. People are like, well, the infusion uh, limit's been updated. I don't care about that. The mod slots are dated, so the the armor isn't really worth using, unless of course if you you know you're going to run the mods from the particular raid. Now, I do think though a good thing that's come out of this is the topic of raid farming. So let's talk about that here at the end. We've already been talking about this for a long time as a community. I've been huge, a huge proponent of saying, come on, man, let us rerun raids, remove the weekly cap, the weekly limitation, and then the dungeon that arrived with uh, Season of Arrivals really, I think, drove that argument home. Let us, please, let us run raids this way. Let them, let them run them multiple times. I'm going to do a separate video about this, about why I think the dungeon grind is perfect and needs to be expanded to raids. But the good thing is Moments of Triumph is really getting that conversation going again. That's the best thing to come out of this. So if you don't have an Anarchy or a Taraba yet, I don't have a Taraba. I don't know if I really care. But if you don't have an Anarchy yet, you can farm for one now and they made that update for the you know the drop rate protection so you can really you know, set your sights on finally getting that anarchy now that might feel like a little little bit of a consolation prize this late in the game to finally get the anarchy but i will say this is a step in the right direction i think this is setting good expectations for future raid grinding people thinking okay if there's a raid in the game you guys have already made it clear you can do this this is not something that you are you're unable to do you did it during moments of triumph you know, celebrate those those uh those raids before they left the game that means you can do it again if you look at the dungeon that just landed with its own structure of loot delivery and you look at moments of triumph it makes me very very hopeful about the future of of grinding end game content because for me it we were doing the quest for the new exotic and i've been doing bounties and stuff and i like that sometimes but there's also times where I just want to put myself in a lane and stay there till I get what I want. And empowering players to do that, I think, is vital to the future of the franchise with respect, especially to sunsetting and upper echelon content, having upper echelon gear. I can't wait four months to finally get the drop if you're going to sunset gear. So that's another element to this discussion that I think I'm really going to highlight in my other video that I'm going to do. So... Moments of Triumph is is good. It's not great. It's got things that are that are that are exciting and, and nice, but also I feel like it kind of falls short. If you want to support this podcast directly, again, go to sntrpresents.com. Right now, I'm watching chat so that the patrons are getting to take part in this video as well as QA with the back and forth interaction. So head over to sntrpresents.com if you want to take part in these as we're in this sort of interim phase with the content. As always, if you're listening or watching on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, uh, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my video about Moments of Triumph. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can support this podcast directly and be involved with it directly by going to SNTRPresents.com. SNTRPresents.com will bring you right to the Patreon. You can become a patron of this podcast. Get in the Discord. I'm going to be interacting with the chat in this video, like the old days, like the good old days. And that's also how you submit questions. If you want to become a VIP, you can get your questions in earlier and you get a little bit of uh, extra gold treatment in the Discord. So head over to SNTRPresents.com if you want to support this podcast and be involved in it directly. So first question coming in from Astrover. RNG rewards such as the contender shell and luxurious toast emote are now attainable for moments of triumph. 
How is player behavior for the next batch of RNG items affected by these unexpected changes to how loot is made available? In, in general, I don't think that we suddenly need to ask for transactional sort of, oh, I better get it if I've been playing. Because I, I, I like the idea of having a, a sort of rare item that everybody wants. If you remember the Nano Phoenix from Wrath of the Machine, that was sort of a cool, you know, it was like the, the Bigfoot of Wrath of the Machine, right? It was, it was rare to see it. You know, it was rare to see but somebody get one. And so everybody obviously then wants one. Rare, that's such a weird thing is that when... That's such a weird thing, honestly. Think about it. Like, whenever you have a rare item, everybody wants it, but then they also get angry about the fact that it's rare. <laughs> right? So, like, if it's not rare, that does kind of hurt how special it is. So if everybody was getting the the, the Toast Emblem or the, the Nano Phoenix or whatever, like, on their first completion, it, it takes the specialness of the item away. And one of the reasons that they're going to have to be really cognizant of like loot generosity and loot intentionality is because of sunsetting, right? If you take the time, you know, to grind for a weapon and you're putting in the work and you just can't get it to drop every month that passes is, is adding to the frustration of sunsetting for some people. I don't think they're going to do that by the way. I think we're getting a glimpse into their end game grind philosophy and how it's shifting. The new dungeon is evidence of that. And then the uh, the raid grinding that we're doing right now in Moments of Triumph, I think is an indication that they're open to the idea of letting us do something like this. So having those RNG items is good. I think low drop items that are really hard to get, it's better suited for something that's cosmetic, like a shell, a sparrow or something, because that's not going to get sunset, right? You can always use that item. You can always use those things. This is why I'm going to continue to say, you know, raids really need an NPC, you know, because you could do something with that NPC to extend the, you know, the, the longevity of the raid. You could extend the the sense of like, hey, come back this season. We've got new stuff for you to chase in the raid. Ornaments for your armor, ornaments for your guns, you know, whatever. So I don't think we need to expect changes with respect to this just because they suddenly said, hey, we're going to make this shell and this emote available to people in moments of triumph. You also have to consider something. These raids are going away. And I think that is that is definitely playing a part in why they did this. You know, being able to go run Spire of Stars, get both of the shaders and luxurious toast. You know, I, I actually think that's the right call. Now, in my video, obviously, I said I don't think they went far enough. I think that they should have done ornamental sets for all these raids because that would have been cool. You spice them up a little bit, maybe add some glows, maybe add a little this or a little that. Bungie's made it very clear that they have no problem making cosmetic items in mass. <laughs> so it would have been, I think it would have been a, a nice send off to these raids. As I said in the video, I would have loved an ornamental flashy, maybe kind of spruced up version of the scourge of the past armor. I thought that, I thought that armor was dope. I also thought maybe the sparrow should have been guaranteed. I don't really feel like grinding a sparrow race <laughs> for a sparrow. Um, even though I, I would like to have one. Um, maybe I should do that just because it is going away as a, you know, as a collector, it'd be nice to have, but I would not expect this particular thing and this particular element to change the philosophy going forward. I would say it in two ways. Number one, 
loot and raid should be farmable and it should be you know empowering the player to get the guns and the and the stat rolls they want on armor and i think the dungeon is a glimpse into how they've they they could potentially do that the other thing i want to say is really cool cosmetics need to be in raids and those are the things you can be stingy with because that gives that excitement and that that oh my gosh it's sasquatch sort of feel when you're running a raid with somebody and somebody finally gets it now that pairs very well with being really generous if you're able to run the raid as much as you possibly want and you're able to run it the way people are running the dungeon well now bungie's in their right to say yeah that sparrow or that ship's going to be really low drop rate because folks are going to be running the raid a whole lot more than usual and that justifies the low drop rate and since it's a cosmetic item you don't have to worry about the idea of you know oh it's going to get sunset by the time i get it like they're not going to sunset your sparrow so I'm uh, I'm in support of those types of items being really really low. Somebody says, remember they added the drop chance increase to scourge of the past Sparrow Anarchy and 1K. Well, and it, yeah, it goes higher every time. So that's why you know I said, yeah, hey, if you haven't got your Anarchy yet, you know, get in there, go after it, and then your drop chances go up every time you run it and don't get one. So correct, yeah. I mean that's definitely a reason to go after it. I uh, I guess we could get a Sparrow checkpoint, just run it, run it, run it, run it, and eventually I'll, you know I'm gonna get it. So, next question from Moave Monk. How of the active Bungie uh, population should be able to acquire their moments of triumph? Should Bungie separate them by activity, raids, nightfalls, crucible, etc.? Well, I think they're smart in that the t-shirt can be gotten with, you know, very little effort. Seriously. It's not a lot of effort to get the t-shirt. That's probably the large, you know, draw. Um, oh, the sparrow is a secret chest that's not farmable. That's not considered the chest for the sparrow encounter. It's considered an in-between chest. That is awful. So that means I can't farm for the sparrow. Okay, so people are going to get me that on the YouTube comments. So, you know, we got corrected in the aftermath here. Bringing back that uh, <laughs> Lono, Lono dumb. Uh, we don't have an emote for that. But, you know, chat having to correct me here. Okay, well, that's unfortunate. Well, I guess, you know, three chances a week, you know, I can try. And then I have until, what, September 22nd to claim the unique rewards. Well, no, I have until September, you know, I guess it's September 22nd when the new se- when the new season starts, I guess. Because it's right here on the screen. So, we'll see. That's a bummer that they're, uh, the Sparrow. Again, that's another reason why the Sparrow should have just been a part of it. So, but back to the question here. I... The t-shirt's probably the big draw for a lot of people. Not that hard to get. You're not going to be forced to go do things you don't want to do. And then the raid ring. I mean, come on. It's a raid ring. It's the raid skull. Like, that being tied to the raids is fine. Uh, These are old raids. Uh, A lot of these aren't even difficult. I would say the hardest one in the bunch is Spire. Um, Just because it's a little bit more, uh, uh, more involved. So... I'm, I'm totally okay with this. As I said, you know, in the video, you gotta have kind of an all-encompassing feel here, right? It, it's, it's moments of triumph. We're celebrating the, the entirety of the game. And it'd be really weird to not include that. Also consider, y- the seal is the only thing you're gonna, is what you're going for if you do everything. The ring and the shirt, you can get by just doing a handful. If you want the seal, which is, you know, a title... I, I do think it makes sense to say, hey, you gotta do all the you gotta do all the things. Nagi. 
We can finally repeatedly farm the old raids, but the new ones are not included. Do you think that in this case, uh, do you think that is the case because Bungie wants to keep the focus on the raids that will get vaulted and we can expect the generosity in future raids as well? Or could this be a feature of Moments of Triumph every year? Yeah, I didn't touch on this in the, uh, I did not touch on this in the video, but I should have. Sort of drawing a, a distinction between is this something Bungie sees as a special uh, moment or is it a, a a glimpse into the future? I hope it's the latter. I hope it's a glimpse into the future because somebody might say, well, this is a great way for Bungie to sort of like, you know, rub the paddles together and bring an old raid back to life, suddenly let people grind it like crazy. But as I said, it, it feels a little convoluted. Yeah, come and grind Leviathan a bunch or all these raids a bunch. You can grind them as much as you want. Why? For static rolled old weapons? For random rolled weapons, some of which are worth using but are going to get sunset next season? Not to mention, sunsetting is endgame viability, right? So I'm going into the endgame. I'm going into raids and I can endlessly grind for loot that's getting sunset very right right as soon as this season is over um this is why i feel like they should have said come and grind like crazy for ornamental pieces you know low drop chance so if you really really want a full armor set from scourge that's ornamental and flashy you know you have those dropping low from each encounter and i'm kind of grinding for them that to me would have been i think a better way to approach this because it if it's just a special moment think of it this way there's a new raid coming in September a year or two later if they're like hey you know, let's just say a year and a half later hey you can you can grind that raid like crazy now well thanks but it's been a year and a half it's all about to get sunset I don't think that's a good long standing long term philosophy for raids that, that, that feels odd to turn up the dial at the very end hey yeah you can, uh, you can come grind like crazy now well who cares it's about to get sunset so it's a uh, it's a good it's a good move in the right direction but it feels as as I said it feels like it falls short it's you've pointed the ship in the right direction but it didn't travel far enough is how I would say it like this is the direction we want to see the end game go but you guys didn't go far enough here it it it, it ends up feeling kind of odd and kind of in to a certain degree wasteful unless you're going for the anarchy or the taraba this doesn't feel like a good idea um and somebody say, you know, Avenger says, it's just for people checking off checklists of guns that they don't have. Sure, for the collector, but if you're a collector, you probably have these guns by now, I would imagine. I mean, these are raids. Collectors, you know, trying to get guns from raids, I would, I would imagine they have them all by now. If not, it would be weird to suddenly be like, well, now I'm going to go for them. Um... Didn't they say they were upping those items to the Season of Arrivals cap? Just the armor, and keep in mind, the armor doesn't have... Uh, the armor doesn't have the, the like updated seasonal slots. So you're getting old armor that can be infused up, but it's like, who, who the heck cares? So if you get a threat-level shotgun from Scourge, and you're like, yes! Oh, I finally got the roll I want on a threat level. It's, it's, it's sunset right next season. So, not a... Uh, I don't think it's a good look especially with all the criticism of sunsetting. I think this is... 
this is highlighting an existing you know frustration is well it took me forever to get it and now you're sunsetting it like they're giving they're giving more credence to the anti-sunsetting arguments by everything they've done this season (laughs) they're like here's a bunch of reissues and there's nothing different on them and it's like wait a minute this isn't how this is supposed to work here go grind scourge as much as you want and get a threat level and next season at sunset like this is adding credence to the anti-sunsetting argument so that's why I feel like this that's why in in many respects i believe this is this is uh this is falling short and uh they should have been a little bit more thoughtful about uh, about all of this next question from kind of fishy making the old raids and the armor from the uh viable and farmable this feels more age of triumph than moments of triumph do you think this is more of a test to see uh with them being farmable will it increase the amount of people in the community to actively raid I would think they already have their answer from the dungeon. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've not played like that in a long time. I mean, last season I was doing it because there was literally nothing to do. Season of the Worthy was just awful. So I was grinding Nightfalls, right? And I wanted good versions of certain exotics. And I actually enjoyed that grind. I, that, that was actually something that I enjoyed doing. And if... If, if you're like me, that dungeon probably got a lot of attention from you this season because there were, you know, you could get a good version of the Ikelos. The stats on the armor were great. I got some really, really nice pieces. And I've not really had a grind like that in Destiny in a long time. Not since I, like, s- just slammed out nothing but skeleton keys in a Mago loop have I played Destiny in this way. So, I am in, I am in full support of doing more of this and I would just point Bungie to the dungeon more the reason I would point them more to the dungeon than these raids is because these raids aren't really offering anything that exciting so if they're like yeah look we let you like if Bungie were to come back and say hey we let you guys run those raids as much as you want and people really didn't do it after they got their moments of triumph and my comeback would be like well yeah there was no reason to unless of course you're going for the Taraba or the the uh, the anarchy outside of that who on earth like why are you gonna do all that scourge raid armor has the fallen and the taken mods that is true that is true but as time goes on it's gonna be harder and harder to justify using those unless you're in a very particular situation because new seasonal slots charged with lights you know got some cool stuff um it's it's hard i think to justify going back and using the armor also even even if we grant that point and say oh but those are those mods are really worth using it's still looking at the weapons feels like a half measure. It doesn't feel like they went far enough with this idea. And so if, if Bungie wants, you know, data about like, Oh, what, what should we do going forward? Are people really going to grind end game? Are people really going to grind the raids? I would say, look at the dungeon because the dungeon had a stronger loot incentive. These raids had a weak loot incentive, which is, you know, exactly why you're probably seeing not a lot of people running them. I wouldn't think more than once. You're going to see a ton of people go run Leviathan one time, Eater one time, Spire one time, and I'm going to go back in, you know. Crown and Scourge will probably get the most traction because of the exotics. You know. And, and, the the new mod slots starting in September are yearly. So, you're, you know, you're going to be going in and, and getting better armor as soon as September gets here. It's just going to be, I think, really... And look, armor, I, I got to do a video on this, I think. Armor's got to be rethought. How many sets do you do you really want? 
I like the idea of periodically being sort of like, oh, I got to get some new armor, but do I really want to have a set for like, hey, if we happen to run garden or hey, if we happen to run this or you know, I, I better have all these old armor sets. Like, I don't, I don't want to keep that many armor sets. I don't know about you. I think we need a little bit more elasticity uh, within the armor and in the, the mod slots themselves because that can get a little, I think, overwhelming to have that many different sets of armor for narrow purposes Oh, you'd be a little bit stronger, get a little bit more of this or a little bit more blah, blah, blah if you run content with this particular enemy. And you might be like, well, that's not a good enough reason to keep that set around, you know? So I can run those those particular, you know, mods and have that sense of like, oh, I'm ready. Because I, I felt like this when we ran Garden of Salvation recently. I'm going in and I'm swapping all my mods and uh, thankfully it only costs glimmer but it just feel, still feels kind of stupid to spend glimmer for this so I'm spending glimmer to go in swap all my mods around for one encounter and then when I'm done I'm like alright take them all back off again this is where Bungie is creating really really cool depth and really really cool ideas but the logistics aren't there yet does that make sense? Like, there's cool depth there. The fact that I can go into my armor, add all these cool mods to give myself a greater sense of power in Garden of Salvation, that's dope. That's great depth. But the logistics to get there sucks. It feels, it's just like, oh, I gotta swap this, take this off, take this off, blah, blah, blah. And so, this is where intrinsic perks would be helpful. Um, in, you know, intrinsic intrinsic mods maybe so like hey if you've beaten the raid you get this mod and it's intrinsic you can just slap it on you know your your armor and not have to move everything around that that would be another thing to consider you know what am i i'm constantly having to trade all my mods to to put on enhanced relay defender does that did you see what i'm saying a loadout system with mods possibly yeah I mean we've all kind of wanted a loadout system and I could definitely get behind a loadout system that would allow me to change these things a little bit more quickly but I could also get behind the idea of like hey you unlocked enhanced relay defender as a passive raid perk right so there's like a little section do you remember when they did this for you know the, all the gambit prime stuff okay it's it's right underneath your your character you go, you go underneath your character, and it's like it was down here. So you got all your stats, and then underneath strength, you could have like a thing that shows up. I mean, the same thing happens. You get in a group, right? And over here, it says, it says, uh, you know, shared wisdom. So down here, you could be like, hey, you ran enough raids to unlock enhanced relay defender. So it just like shows up down here. I don't have to switch my armor. I don't have to switch my mods. I'm in a raid where I have earned that ability and it just shows up down here. And then then you're in a position of now your your loadout and your your setup is more about your damage. It's more about your, you know, your your perks and and what you're looking to run instead of feeling like, "Hang on a minute, guys. Now that we're at this encounter, I got to go into my menu. I got to go to every piece of armor and make changes." I just I don't I don't think that's the right way uh, I don't think that's the right way to do it. Personally, I, I think that there's uh, 
there's there's better ways to give us those in-game enhancements and i think the idea of an intrinsic passive perk that you have on your character is better than intrinsic on the armor because i understand their logic if they do intrinsic on the armor then you feel like you have to run that armor when you go into that activity and they don't like that i'm not a big fan of that either so i could see the passive abilities being a good route to take and just put them beneath you know down where the 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 prime ones would be like right beneath your strength you know all right everyone make sure you have your enhanced relay defender mods on every single time i do the final boss fight it's annoying yeah somebody forgets you know somebody's like oh i'm low on glimmer you know i these are these are um as i said at the beginning of this mini rant here they've come up with really good depth but the logistics are not there The fact that they came up with this idea of enhanced relay defender, that's great depth. That means you can go into that fight, load out yourself in a particular way and play in a particular way and do more damage. That reminds me of plate slamming at Axis. It's like you're doing something extra and it's changing the fight a little bit. That I think is a good move, right? That's good depth. But the logistics to get there, it sucks. It's like, I don't want to do this every time. This gets gets kind of annoying. And how many armor sets are you going to have to keep? What, what am I going to do in a year if I want to go back and run Garden and have those mods? I got to have an armor set to do that, right? I would say, I would say, this would be a really, really good way to fix this problem. Every year, so as soon as Beyond Light gets here and we enter into a new year and new expansion, all armor in that year should be able to use everything from past years. Just grandfather it all in. And then moving forward also, you this is a great way to get you to chase new armor, right? Well, you're going to need the new armor. Why? Well, there's new things coming. There's new seasonal mods. There's new there's new seasonal things you can do, but you need the new armor to do it. Oh, well, I don't want to do that. I got to get rid of my old armor. Oh, no worries. All your old armor, um, all the old mods are getting grandfathered in. So every year they make that they 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 flip that switch and say, "Hey, it's 2021 of September. Everything be you know behind this is equipable in these in these, you know, pieces of armor." But you need the new armor if you want to do the new thing. So once a year you're kind of combing through your armor and replacing it. That's totally fine to me, I think. I know people don't like that idea, but you you have to give us a reason to chase new armor. You can't use armor for forever. It's half of the loot pool. Like, there's got to be a reason to grind for armor, and I think the way they're doing it now is pretty good. Like, once a year, you're like, oh, I better chase some new stuff, because I got if I want to use the new, you know, the new seasonal mods, I'm going to need the new the new armor. Pink Hazard with the next question. Now that we have a way to farm raids, finally, do you think that this could become a norm when Bungie rotates a raid out, like a last hurrah or a last chance to get exotics coveted weapons? I actually don't think this is the right approach because of sunsetting, okay? Now, exotics aren't getting sunset, dot, 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 yet, right? I think there's a future where they could start to sunset exotics. People hate that idea, but I do think it's a potential reality that they might consider. And... This, this doesn't square, um, this does not square with sunsetting, right? So, oh, it's a last hurrah. It's a chance for you to go get all these items that you, you, you couldn't get. As I said moments ago, who cares if it's about to get sunset? I don't care about that, right? What squares with sunsetting is generosity and loot intentionality. That squares better with sunsetting because that enables you to get what you want and not feel like it's constantly held at bay. And the best example of this would be the Mindbender shotgun. 
the Mindbender shotgun grind was terrible and be- because it was terrible and because it was rhythmic you had to wait and then hopefully you got a good one that doesn't square with sunsetting so if you picture the Mindbender's grind picture that as that's the old school that's going away that 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 cannot be the method of loot pursuit any longer in year 4 and beyond because that is at complete odds with sunsetting and so is this suggestion from Pink Hazard. So I'm not trying to like shoot your idea down. I think your idea, as you said, we can finally do this. We can finally farm raids. I would bring that into the present. Hey, new raid? Yep. Grind it. Same way you grind dungeons. And that empowers a player to get what they want. And not feel like, dude, it's going to literally take me six months to get everything. And then, in, and then I have a half a year of before sunsetting hits. You know, you want endgame rewards, especially to feel worthy of chase and you want them to feel like their shelf life is automatically longer and more protected and respected than the rest of the gear in the game ADJC do you believe that uh, Trials of Osiris should have been included in Age of Triumph with the amount of cheating that is happening I just don't think it's something people will do uh, or able yeah, listen, uh, you need 28, somebody said you need 28 of the, ti- you know, the things to get the title, and there's more than 28 in here, so you can bypass trials and still get the seal, uh, you can get 28 out of the 30, um, here's the thing, a team came up with this, okay, there was a team that sat down and came up with all of these triumphs and requirements for Moments of Triumph 2020, alright, you can't design your game around cheaters. So this this happens a lot in these discussions. People bring up cheaters and they're like, because cheaters, therefore, dot, 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 and they come to some conclusion. Cheaters should not be dictating how anything is currently going, right? Cheaters should be banned, stopped, and, and blocked from playing, not dictating how content should be delivered. Oh, well, we better not include trials in Moments of Triumph. Well, why not? Well, you know, cheaters, well, they they can't be passively, you can't let cheating players passively dictating and legislating how the game is designed. Um, this is why I'm just going to continue until we get legitimate anti-cheat. You know, I'm going to do like a monthly video. This is just a reminder that, you know, we don't have a legitimate anti-cheat. Bungie's created their own standard and definition for anti-cheat, and we don't have one. And until we do, you're going to continue to see, you know, you're going to continue to see people trying to, um, basically trying to play the game and eat around the massive amount of fat in the game. It's, it's, what do you... (laughs) How are you supposed to play on PC with with the, um, the the ease of cheating and the number of cheaters and how easy it is for them to jump back in, right? This is why I said trials should just be put on hold because I believe it's just become a blemish. Now, I know you might say, but Lono, isn't that legislating the game to the cheaters? No, I think trials should be put on hold for a host of other reasons. Its reward structure isn't that good and the player base is dwindling and cheaters are a problem and so is DDoSing on console I've seen numerous people uh, you know, tweeting about getting knocked offline and that to me is a lot of reasons that you should be putting trials on hold to figure all these aspects out better loot delivery, true and, and installed anti-cheat on PC um, 
and then a way to you know permanently ban DDoSers. I, I feel like they should be really easy to catch on console. If you're running reports for console players, it shouldn't it should not be that hard to see the DDoSers. It really shouldn't. <laughs> You know, it should not be that hard to be like, yeah, wow, these guys are winning an awful lot of games because people on the other team are DCing. Now, one potential problem with this detection is, you know, the host of error codes that have been happening. That that could pause, you know, pose a potential problem as well. But I'm I'm okay with trials being included. It's seven wins, not seven in a row. Um, perhaps it should be a little bit more clear. People are probably highlighting it and thinking, oh my gosh. You know, win matches in Trials of Osiris, seven wins. People are probably seeing that and immediately thinking, oh no, I'm never going to get that. That's requiring flawless. It should say, win matches in Trials of Osiris, these do not have to be in order or something like that. I think that might have, uh, you know, softened the blow and, and calmed everybody down a little bit. Next question from MG Avenger. With a lot of things being moved to Triumph Rewards, Prophecy, Solo, Flawless, and both, do you think a large amount of cosmetics and other loot will be tied to Triumphs in the future, or do you think that it is better than RNG drops with loot pools? This is a good question, because this is really related to what we were talking about a moment ago, is what is a suitable thing, what's a suitable reward to be really, really low drop rate, right? What's a, what's a suitable reward? to have a super low drop rate um so i think cosmetics are the best place for that i do i think cosmetics are the best place for that because they aren't getting sunset i'm not against having cosmetic rewards in triumphs by the way i kind of like that you know, you remember how I've always said there should be almost like a backstop of protection for people who just can't get the exotic from a raid to drop, and I've always been like, well, you know, after so many completions, maybe a quest opens up. Um, maybe there's room for that in raids. Maybe there's rooms, you know, room for that in Grandmaster Nightfalls. You know, run X number of Grandmaster Nightfalls or raids and get, you know, this cool cosmetic item. I would rather actually take this principle and shove it into the NPCs. Hey, you have done X number of nightfalls and strikes and blah, 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 and you've leveled up Zavala. Here is your cosmetic reward, a sense of progression, a sense of investment in the NPC. And then that NPC's rank, you know, gets reset every season. I don't mind them being in triumphs, but I don't know about you. I feel so disconnected from triumphs. It's not an NPC. It's not a rank. It's not a vendor. It's not an activity. It's like a... This feels like a, a, a grocery list. You know, you come in and you check on it and you're like, okay, let me go back all the way out to the game. It's 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 more um it's even more disconnected from my my experience than like a bounty or a quest. You keep checking on this quest, you keep checking on this bounty. How many more do I have to kill? How many more marionettes do I need? Right? Not a fan of that at all, by the way. Um so I, I would I would just continue to say that if they're going to do cosmetic rewards for activities and for grinds, I would continue to push for that being something that you rank up for at an NPC as a testament to your investment. And this could be done with a raid NPC, this could be done with Gambit and Crucible and and strikes. Bring back that sense of daily, weekly ritual and seeing that little bar fill and seeing those little benefits, I've consistently said 
turn the NPCs into obelisks. If you remember the obelisks, you would go and you would level up the obelisk and you would get benefits on that planet and you would get perks and you would get, you know, better drops, more drops. And that would, throughout the season, feel like I invested in this obelisk and I got benefits and perks because of it. You do the same thing with the NPCs, you know? And I, I think that is, uh, that's a that's a winning combination for somebody feeling like a cosmetic reward is worth their time, but it not being tied to like a, a triumph where you got to kill like a thousand enemies in Gambit or something. That starts to feel, I don't know, there's something less appealing. That's just my bias, right? Like I look at an NPC and I'm like, dude, give me a reason to level this guy up and do stuff here. I, you know, I don't want to go and get a, a bunch of homework from Triumphs to get a ship. It just doesn't feel as cool. ADJC. How are people going to complete Leviathan with the bug issues that it's had in the past with the Callus encounter? Did they fix them? We were having connection problems. Um, we didn't really have any issues with bugs. We had one instance where like a dog acted crazy and ran at a group, and that's just classic, you know, dog encounter. But we didn't have glitches at Callus. Um, we didn't have glitches really anywhere. We were having we were having error codes. <laughs> We couldn't, we could not, for the, for the life of us, we could not get a full team in, into a game. It was ridiculous. It was like, it was painful. We would all get in and somebody would, somebody just connect. It literally took us 45 minutes to get a team that wasn't getting error coded. And we actually didn't run Leviathan first. We went and ran, um, I think we ran Eater of Worlds first because, we just felt like, man, there's something... I've always felt like there's something wrong with Leviathan. I've always felt like there is a a net code, you know, under the hood issue with that raid that causes all kind of disconnects. I remember having all kind of problems when Prestige launched, and maybe it's the size, you know, of the area. You're basically taking six people into an area that's larger than any planet, and maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know. Um... I know that lag caused a lot of problems at Oryx as well. I think big environments in this game struggle. You know, Oryx was a humongous environment and there was a lot going on. And I always felt that raid encounter would get really, really wonky if just one person was lagging. And back then, thank goodness, you could see people's connection bars. We would get to Oryx and one person would have a red bar and Oryx would be acting like he was on drugs. That person would go to orbit and come back and everything would be fine. So just one person lagging at Oryx caused issues and I still to this day think Leviathan has under the hood netcode issues and I don't know why. I don't know. I guess there was a time where you could glitch in and have like more than six people or something. I remember I remember reading that. And I'm wondering if there was a time where they had planned on doing something bigger with Leviathan, you know, bigger fire teams or something. And I think that um I think that maybe they were trying to do something and they had like shut that down and it's just it's just there's a remnant of bad code there or something. So Hex Legatus. Is it just me, or does Moments of Triumph this year feel a bit lackluster? Which was your favorite season of Moments of Triumph? I've never been a big fan of Moments of Triumph because there was a year where I swear this happened. I can't remember what year or when it was. 
but you basically booted up moments of triumph and everything was already done <laughs> it was like wait a minute i was like click 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 done i can buy the t-shirt everything was retroactive i forget when that was that was probably one of the worst it was like okay i guess i'm not supposed to do anything um i think that was year one um somebody's saying it was last year i don't remember which year it was but that was awful i think everybody's gonna pick age of triumph you know, well, that's not moments of triumph. Well, yeah, it was. You know, that was that was our that was our send off to D one. I think Age of Triumph was probably the best because why? As we've said a couple of times today in Q and A, and I think even in the video, the rewards were uh, just awesome. You know, the ornamental armor sets from Age of Triumph are still some of the best armor sets ever created in Destiny. Wrath. And uh, Wrath, Kingsfall, and Crota, those sets were unbelievable. They were just, they were unreal. They were so, so good. And those were one of the reasons I think Age of Triumph was such a big hit. It was also nice to get some, you know, elemental primaries back, even if they were exotics. Um, So, these... I think this moment to triumph this year could have been an like a really really solid delivery if they would have said here are really cool ornamental versions of all the armor and that you know now go get to grinding. I think that would have been a better execution that would have been more celebrated than here's a checklist to get a ring and a t-shirt which is I think ultimately what this feels like for a lot of folks. It doesn't feel like a celebration, it feels like a it feels like a, a long, sort of tedious quest. MG Avenger. Seeing as raids are only played by about 10% of the community, and that could only be one raid in general, how do you feel about having raids as a requirement, especially one as mechanically heavy as Spire of Stars? This doesn't feel out of step. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the, the trials requirement, or the go run X number of strikes, or run an ordeal. I, I don't feel like these are requirements that are out of step. Uh, these feel these feel normal. Age of Triumph is not supposed to be go go run public events. It's meant to, I mean, as, as it states, moments of triumph. Something that is triumphal would be or, you know, a raid, a dungeon. These are things that are that are something where you would say, yeah, we triumphed over that. So to me, I think it's totally sensible, especially historically speaking, this is how this is usually treated. It's treated as a celebration of like the challenging content. Um, you have six requirements for raids. You have to do them. Yes. And they're all old and you know, we're, we're anybody who cares about getting that raid ring. I just, I really don't think any, any of those players are going to say, you know, Oh man, I can't believe I'm, I have to go run Leviathan one time. Now, are there players that see that raid ring and they don't really raid and they feel kind of like left out in the cold by this? I'm sure. I'm sure there are players like that. But my pushback would be my pushback would be very, very simple. My pushback would be this is intended for a celebration of, you know, triumphant content, content that was really, really challenging. It's been this way since Destiny 1. So. I would say it's okay to have these raids included. Um, yeah, you also get the emblem. That's true. Th- to me, I'm totally fine with this. I don't I don't really see a valid pushback. I mean, if anybody in chat wants to try to come up with a valid pushback to having raids included in Moments of Triumph, to me, it feels logical and in harmony with past Moments of Triumph 
and also the idea and the philosophy behind moments of triumph it's it's intended to be something that is challenging and hard and a uh, a celebration of of you know what's what it is that is is happening it's sort of the end it's sort of the 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 kickoff of all we've been doing and uh, i don't i don't think there's a reason to uh, to exclude them savage shark bite should rewards earned in moments of triumph have an extended power cap or should they remain as is well all of the armor gets the extended power cap and the guns in garden of salvation and last wish have been updated now garden of salvation and last wish are not a part of moments of triumph but they they updated them at the same time as doing this giving me a a higher infusion cap on armor that is in many respects very outdated and not really worth using doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me raising the infusion cap on the guns i think could have been a step in the right direction there's nothing in any of these raids that is a threat to future content because they're in the game right now right they're in the game right now there is nothing there's not a single legendary weapon in any of these raids that is a threat to future content because nothing in these raids is that spectacular so if somebody finally gets a really great roll on a threat level you know from scourge allowing them to have that increased infusion cap i think is totally legitimate i don't see any reason not to do that so Moments of Triumph is targeted toward the memories of the most active players. What people are thinking back on and thinking, I love doing those, you know. Yeah, nobody's saying, I love doing those survey beacon patrols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 another, I think, point about the theme and the feel of Moments of Triumph and how it should feel. And that's why I think raids being included just makes sense to me. MG Avenger. Looking back at Age of Triumph in year 3 of D1, do you think similar things will happen each year during Moments of Triumph with the DCV coming into play? Like, having content that is leaving be farmable, have more cosmetics, new loot additions, ETC. I'll be honest, I hope this is the only time they're like, hey, the raid's now farmable before it gets retired. Because as I've said a couple of times today, who cares? If it's about to get retired, why do I want to go farm that raid? Right? Why do I want to go farm that raid? Now, as you're saying, oh, but that you could do, you know, like they did with, you know, year three, you know, Age of Triumph, and then you have like these cool cosmetics, and then, you know, have a tie in with the DCV. I mean, I, I don't think the DCV should be this, hey, we brought back Vaults of Glass, and, uh, and it's leaving in a year. And at the end of that year, they're like, hey, you can go grind Vault of Glass now a bunch. I just, I'm going to shrug at that. The only way you do something like this and not have people kind of shrug at it is by having something ornamental or cosmetic that's dope the way they did in Age of Triumph. I need a tangible reason to go grind these raids. And the only people that are going to grind these, they're going to grind for the Anarchy and the uh, Taraba. So Scourge will see the most engagement. Crown will probably see the second most engagement. And the rest will see, like, checkbox engagement. People will run it and then, like, oh, I'm done. I don't want to run that again. So to me, again, just to restate it, they need to rethink this idea. I think raid should be farmable out of the box. And if you want to do a celebration of the raid before it leaves... 
do it with ornaments and cosmetics so that once that raid is gone I get to kind of wear that stuff to be like man that was such a dope raid look at this awesome ornamental armor set that I got or look at these cool ornaments I got you know for the guns which oh but the guns are getting sunset why would you want to do that it would I mean it would be better it would be better than what we're doing right now at the very least you could do it on the armor because then it's an ornament that you could put on any armor sensory fern should they have lifted the weekly reward limit for these raids sooner if it had coincided with the announcement of sunsetting it could have softened the blow it feels a bit too late to enjoy any legendary gear we earn at this point yeah i mean like i said it's it's adding credence to the sunsetting criticism it's adding credence to it because now you're drawing attention to the fact that hey you can grind these raids as much as you want awesome and then next season, everything sunset. So you're you're highlighting an existing point of frustration in the community. You're highlighting this sense of, if I go and do this, I'm going to get stuff that is not as valuable in just a couple of months. And I know the armor's had its, its infusion extended, but the armor is outdated because of the seasonal slot. So if they would have done this sooner, would it have helped? You know, soften the blow of sunsetting? I'll be honest, I don't think you're ever going to soften the blow of sunsetting. It's a loot-based game and people are ravenously attached to their loot. I don't think you're, you were ever going to announce sunsetting and not have people get upset. It's not like it's not like there would have been uh, it's not like there would have been people who said, alright, look we uh, we're gonna we're gonna, I'm, I'm really angry about sunsetting. Oh, but I can go grind these raids. Oh, I'm suddenly not angry about sunsetting. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? If you go and read the posts from these people that are really upset about sunsetting, there's just no way. There's no way they're going to, they're going to like calm down because you let them grind some raids. Um, I, I just, uh, I just don't think so. I, I, I think that there is, uh, um, you know. I, I I would think I would think the main issue people have with sunsetting is that you're taking their valuable loot away from them and this doesn't seem like a way that is fixing that right so this doesn't seem like a way that's fixing that hitman uh, with moments of triumph having a lot of raid triumphs to unlock it makes me think about the fact that raids in general are on the lower end of the game's population um, my question is, do you think if raids had matchmaking, would there be more completions of people running raids in general? Man, this is a long, this is a long standing question, right? This is a long standing question. People have always thought, you know, bring matchmaking to raids, right? <laughs> now, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. I have changed my position on this a couple of times. There was a time where I thought, you know, once the hard mode raid launches, why not turn on matchmaking for normal? And that seemed like a pretty good uh, and balanced approach. So then people could kind of like play normal. And listen, I'll give you my argument. This is what I used to say. I said, raids are procedurally difficult. Okay? Raids are procedurally difficult. And even if they don't get the entire raid beat, they might beat one or two encounters. They might meet people that are, you know, they could add to their friends list. And slowly but surely, they would have people on their friends list that they could raid with. Okay? And then they could kind of eventually maybe beat normal. And then they're geared up. And then they could go run hard. That was like, that's like the quick, you know, Cliff's Notes flyover of my argument as to like, 
why you could do a normal raid um a normal raid after um after doing a uh you could do i'm sorry you could do matchmaking for a normal raid after the hard mode launches so in light in light of that position that i used to take up guided games landed on the game and guided games i think proved that you don't have enough people in that funnel to sustain it and here's what i mean in order for raid matchmaking to work you need players with a microphone who are reasonably adept at the game to come together and work together so the the way guided games works is you need two types of players for guided games to work it's a bit of a yin and a yang right you need an adept player willing to teach or sort of lead or at the very least do their job and then you need people that need help these two people come together in like a harmonious way on LFG and Sherpas and Reddit Sherpas and all of that okay you got the people that are adept they know what they're doing and then you got the people that are like I need help guided games I think proved in a very large measure that this ship has sailed and here's what I mean too many people in this community already have a solution for raiding you either have a clan you're comfortable using LFG or you just have a really full friends list so the number of adept players that you would need in this funnel are never gonna set foot in it because they already have a solution they're already sort of like I've got my buddies we raid every Friday night I'm comfortable using LFG or the 100.io or you know I'm comfortable you know just reaching out to my clan mates or whatever and so you end up with a disproportionate representation in the funnel and this is what would happen with matchmaking matchmaking would undoubtedly be full of um, less adept players without microphones and it would be like chickens running around with their heads cut off and I can prove it Okay, (laughs) I can prove it if you remember when Menagerie got patched to where you couldn't do the glitch anymore and the hardcore Menagerie players vacated the playlist playing Menagerie was like pulling your dadgum teeth out it was awful because it was full of players that struggle to grasp with basic concepts like standing on a plate uh, and going where the little icon tells you to go um, playing the <laughs> playing the tower event you know during season of the worthy did you, did you play that with people that that don't know their their butt from their elbow I did did you did you ever play a public event where somebody doesn't seem to know how to turn it heroic? I have had that experience. So this is what would happen. I just think that the funnel would be disproportionately full of, I mean, we lovingly call them blueberries. Sometimes we call them potatoes. I'm not trying to be mean here, but what I'm trying to say is there are two types of players that you need in order for raid matchmaking to work. And I think that so many people that you would want in there to keep things going in a good direction are not in there, right? And as somebody's bringing it up in chat right now, you can the fire team search on Bungie site. There, there's that tool too. The people that are raiding and know how to raid, or at least can go in and do their job, there's so many solutions at their disposal that they're already comfortable using. They're never going to throw themselves into matchmaking. So matchmaking is going to be full of. Uh, just going to be a potato fest, you know? And I don't mean that in a mean way. I just don't think you would have enough people in there to really carry it and it would end up being very frustrating and the time that Bungie would spend developing that could be used on something else. 
sensory fern should players be told uh, if and when exotics are going to sunset some may not want to pursue these raid exotics if sunsetting is on the horizon well obviously they haven't made a decision yet or if they have they don't know when they're going to do it or if they know when they're going to do it they haven't told us yet right it's one of those so when Forsaken landed and I was a big proponent of loot retirement the uh you know me, me being a big proponent of loot retirement um people were like no that's a terrible idea get out of here you know that's awful if at that point in time let's just imagine that Bungie knew they were going to eventually have to do loot retirement and sunsetting are you going to come out and be like, well, Bungie should have told us at that point in time? Well, why? It's not been fleshed out yet. They don't know when and how they're going to do it. Are they going to take the loot away? Are they going to are they going to gray it out? Or in this case, they're limiting the infusion on it, right? They're not taking it away from you. They're just saying, yeah, you can't infuse it anymore, okay? So when should they have told you they were planning on doing this? I would say the answer to that question is very simple. They should tell you that they're going to do something once it's been completely fleshed out into how it's going to be executed and when. So right now, if they have plans to sunset exotics, but they haven't fleshed out the how and the when, there's no reason to tell us. There's, there is literally no reason to say, hey, we're going to sunset exotics. So just so you know, you know, no, there's no use going for anarchy. I would imagine if and when they decide to sunset exotics, it will be fleshed out in the middle of next year and it'll start in September of 2021. Now, they may need to never do it again. They may, need, they may not need to ever do it. it. You know what I'm saying? They may not have to do it. They could maybe leave our exotics alone. I have always pointed to the Touch of Malice and the Sleeper and said, I would have rather had Sleeper sunset than nerfed. I'd rather be able to get out my sleeper and go into and go into solar burn content and enjoy it than to be like, nah, sleeper is garbage. It got it got nerfed. They're already sunsetting your exotics. They're already doing it. They're already doing it. They're they're doing it through nerfs. They've sunset your they've sunset certain items. Now, somebody might say, well, yeah, but they nerfed Whisper and they nerfed his Anagis and they're still pretty good. Sure, but I would rather have those weapons just be crazy and be awesome, and then they get sunset. So, you go run old content, you go to do something old, you can still bust those things out and enjoy them. And then, be like, man, this is such a great era in the game. You know? Quick comment on the old effigy. I'm not sure what you're asking about. But I... As, as, as far as, you know, Touch of, Touch of Malice was another example they could have very easily said we're going to sunset it rather than nerf it right oh i've not gotten a chance to use the new trace rifle i was working on it this morning and i have to go get all of the the fragments now so i'm gonna try and find like a youtube guide on that so if they're gonna sunset exotics you know don't tell us until you know exactly how you're gonna do it and when you're gonna do it because people are gonna get really really ticked if they decide to do it Yixel do you think it was a good idea for Moments of Triumph to have a large focus on raids as it does with only about 10% of the game's population engaging in the content I've already kind of answered that question um, 
obviously people are you know paying to be vips or patrons so i'm going to leave questions like this to try to answer them as best i can maybe in different ways um or do you think they could have had more of a focus on past seasonal content like having a list of triumphs for engaging in past seasons mainstream content well there's a couple problems here with the second half of your question i love the idea but that means they would have had to bring back Sundial and bring back the you know the tower events. Ooh, I wouldn't have wanted to do that, right? And if you do it retroactively, what are you going to do? Oh, sorry, you were supposed to do 50 Sundials and you did 49. Yeah, nothing you can do about that, right? Now, next year they could capitalize on your idea because everything's sticking around for the whole year. So you would get into the summer and be like, yeah, go back and do... XYZ that you were doing in September go back and do whatever you were doing in the spring because these activities are now uh, sticking around for the duration of the whole year they can't really do it this time because again the stuff the stuff got um, you know retired as far as oh only 10% of the game's population you know likes to run raids listen as I said a couple times these raids are old the main draw of doing them is to get a ring and historically speaking moments of triumph has always been centered around challenging content end game content it's been centered around stuff that that is uh, you know for the hardcore it's meant as a celebration you know a send off to the to the to the old stuff that we were we were doing in the past and I would I would just continue to say that's okay right we need to be okay with Bungie doing stuff for hardcore players it's totally okay there's nothing wrong with it it's like it's part of the game man we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be getting better loot in year four that's another thing that's gonna be coming you know you're worried about moments of triumph right you're worried about a ring dude in year four there's gonna be better loot in raids than the rest of the game that's gonna make people angry that's gonna make me happy but it's gonna make people angry people don't like that idea King Keys do you think Bungie could figure out a way to downsize Moments of Triumph to become a once a month kind of event or a once a season event yeah they kind of already do this per season don't they you kind of end the season with a hurrah or a community event or a you know the Fractaline and then we had the the tower event and you know the, 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 the almighty crashing or whatever they kind of do something like this at the end of seasons. I don't want a moment to triumph every season, no. I do not want like uh hey, here's your homework at the end of the season. That doesn't feel like a strong send-off to the season. Now, it'd be cool if at the end of a season there's all these cool cosmetics for me to chase or these cool cosmetic items for me uh to go after. Um So I would I would say that that's that's a, that's an area where they could consider like hey you gotten all the armor and guns this season you know at the end of the season none of that stuff's going away by the way the stuff's sticking around for the year but as a way to celebrate the end of the season you could go try and get some like cosmetics for the guns cosmetics for the armor you know I could I could I could support that I could definitely support that wrath why can't old raids drop year two or three exotics? Why do exotic weapons drop in these raids when it's only armor in every other location? With the year almost over, why can't they at least be powerful drops, let alone pinnacle? What are your thoughts on these obvious oversights? This is another good piece of feedback. This is a, it fell short, right? Uh, if, if we could celebrate these raids with cool ornamental rewards or... As, as Wrath is outlining here, 
at least get some powerfuls. At least get some, you know, exotics, right? Why not? Why not let us do that? There, there's not a, there's not a reason to be stingy right now. It's moments of triumph. We're running, you know, we're going back and running and running raids. So I would say. I would add this point of criticism to the part of my video when I said this was short of the mark. If if you're not going to do some sort of an update to the raids to make them worth looting, worth running, if it's just a checkbox, I think that is short-sighted. I think that is uh, it's not good enough. You know, that I think could be a, a, a stronger way to have this land. And it'd be more exciting. Now, here's what people are probably going to say, though. If, if Lono, if you do this, you're, you're given all these awesome items and stuff only to the top 10% of the community for running raids. Oh, okay. And? Right? Is that a problem? I mean, that's coming. I'm telling you, there is going to be complaints and criticism and frustrations in... Uh, in September and beyond because people are going to start to notice the really awesome best primo stuff is in the raid you know is in trials is in dungeons is in Grandmaster Nightfalls like that is coming I so I'm totally in support of that being part of the theme of Moments of Triumph too the way that it was in Age of Triumph was anybody angry at Age of Triumph like oh my gosh only raiders are getting this really awesome insanely dope armor was anybody upset about that I mean if they were, I don't really care. It's okay. It's just, it's totally okay to do this. To say, there's a top 10% portion of the community that loves to run this content, and we're making some stuff for them, and if you want to go and run it, you know, try to find a solution. It's not like, I think sometimes we imagine that, like, raids are insurmountable, like, people just can't do them. And I understand there are folks that just can't get to a a place where they have a team or they can't get to a place where they have people to play with Um, but I I just I don't think that's a strong enough argument to we don't I don't think we legislate to that you never you never create and dictate your end game and your end game reward structure around the people who can't you should dictate it around the people who can Greg do you think the decision to include farmable raids in this season was a late one? It seems to be a way to check boxes on collections for those who know them to get certain items, but it seems like a stretch for most people to still get involved. After all, uh, they still need to get a team, and if they didn't or couldn't before, they probably won't know. That and having to learn all the mechanics if they're new. I, he, My take on it is, I don't know if it's a late ad or not. There's no way for me to know that. They've not said anything. Since the dungeon is allowing us to farm it, I would say it's not a late ad. It seems like this, the theme of this season is we're gonna let you grind the end game, right? We're gonna let you, we're gonna let you chase stuff as much as you possibly want. So because of that, I don't think it was a late ad. There's no way for me to know if it was or not, but my guess would be no, not a late ad. This is an idea they had. It's in it's in harmony with the the rest of the season. As far as like, oh, it's for people to get collections of things they didn't have. I don't know if that's the primary reason either. This is just what they do for moments of triumph. Come and run this content and get this thing and buy this t-shirt. It's 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 honestly very generic as an event to a certain degree. It, now, as far as being like, hey, they're farmable, if you don't have an Anarchy or a Taraba yet, 
I could see that being a secondary piece of this, but I don't think the primary goal here was like, guys, we got to come up with a, a good a good theme for Moments of Triumph. What should it be? Oh, letting people grind old raids. And if they're grinding the old raids, then they can get all their guns and all their collections. Well, what for? They're either static rolled and outdated, or they're, they're not going to have infusion uh, capabilities after September hits. So I don't see this as being the primary reason or what they were what they were intending to do here. This I think they have their eyes set on people that raid, raiding again. Oh man, I forgot about this or ooh, I forgot about that mechanic. I forgot about you know, I didn't forget about it because I did it, but I was I forgot about punching the scion at the at the gauntlet. It was like oh yeah, I got to go punch this guy, and that was kind of cool. It was like oh yeah, I forgot how this all went. And then you get a ring, and then you get a T-shirt. Like I do think this is more simple than maybe we're um, than some people are trying to make it. I don't think it's as convoluted or as complicated as saying, "Yep, we we want to give people the opportunity to get their collections, to get all their guns, and to to get in there and get everything." That's I I believe that's a secondary purpose here, and I do believe we're getting a glimpse into their view of endgame grinding. Endgame grinding being more uh, more about letting you continue as opposed to like chopping it off. Rain the Dark. How do you feel about the Trials win requirements and Moments of Triumph seal not being retroactively enabled? Given the state of Trials as a whole, should Bungie change it to be retroactive? This is one of the only things I've seen today that I'll get behind. I do think the Trials win should be retroactive. Like, Come on, Bungie. The, the Trials playlist is shrinking. People have moved on. People don't like it. The, Trials was a fumble, okay? It was not a triumph. It did not go over well. It has been, it, it has been and still is a blemish on the franchise right now, okay? The, the, the worst, the worst element of Destiny right now is Trials. If you take a snapshot of the game right now and you're like, okay, we're going to do a checkup on the game and we're going to do a, a health checkup, you know, take it in for some maintenance. The absolute worst aspect of this game at this time is Trials of Osiris. It is a literal joke. It's in a shambles. Okay. And because of that, I would say it should be retroactive. You're making people go back into something they probably already interacted with. They're like, look, man, I've already done this. I played Trials when it launched. I got some wins. Maybe I went flawless once. I don't want to go back in there again. This isn't the same as saying go run some strikes or a nightfall or go run a raid. Raids aren't in a shambles. Strikes and nightfalls aren't in a shambles. Trials is. Trials is in terrible shape. Barely anybody playing, long matchmaking times, lag, DDoSing, cheating. Now, people are like, but Lono, earlier you said we can't we can't legislate according to the cheaters. No, I'm throwing in cheaters into a long list of problems with trials that backs my reasoning with taking it out of the game temporarily and is as being suggested here by Rain, the win requirement should be retroactive. When I heard you had to get seven wins, I thought, oh, I already did that. And I went and checked it, and I was like, wait, what? It, it felt like a bit of a gut punch. I was like, oh, come on. I've already done that. I don't want to do that again. So this is, I think, the only piece of feedback I've seen today in the Q&A and in the Discord when you guys were discussing it um, that I could get behind. Push out an update and say, you know, in light of, uh, in, in light of the, 
the difficulty and the and the and the challenges and the uh, and and in light of the fact that like the player base is dwindling, we're gonna make we're gonna make trials wins retroactive. Now now somebody might push back on that and say, yeah, but I I I, I need to still go get some, and now you're gonna encourage nobody to go play. The hope would be everybody would dive in this weekend. It'd be it'd be a full player base at least for the weekend. Make it a little bit easier for you to get your wins. If you suddenly make it retroactive, you're gonna you're gonna hurt the people that actually want to go in there and try and get these seven wins because you're gonna you're gonna basically give everybody a get out of jail free card. Oh yeah, you don't have to go play trials. And I think and I think people would naturally um, just opt out then. And then that could hurt the people that still need to go in and get a couple wins, or you know, they need one or two more, or they need seven altogether. Um, so I could see this from both sides. You know, if you make it retroactive, then you're going to kill the playlist. Nobody's going to have a chance to go in and get anything done. If you don't make it retroactive, maybe we could all jump in this weekend. It won't be that bad. It'll be a lot of casuals. It'll be a lot of non-trials. You know, career players, and uh, <laughs> then you can, then you can. Uh, then you can go in and, and get it done quite a bit more easier uh, than than without. So, yeah, there's also carries and sherpas and you know those those are those are elements I think that might play a part. Uh, part of the problem with trials is the top tier players living in trials, stacking and ruining people's games. I think once you've gone flawless, you should go into a different player pool. We've gotten that suggestion so many times you can't do that because if you do that, you're going to make anybody who goes flawless play against an incredibly small player pool. There'd be lag, super long matchmaking, and they're not going to want to go flawless. They're basically going to say, I'm not going to go flawless then. I'm going to I'm gonna keep ending my card at game six, and then we'll reset our card all weekend, and then we'll go flawless at the very, very end of the weekend. Right? It's That's antithetical to trials. You're basically encouraging people to not go flawless. The true answer to trials, and I talked about this in one of my other videos, the secret recipe, right? There's a recipe card for grandma's cookies to get them just right, and it's in the, it's in the kitchen, it's in a book. Right? They need to pull that card out. And the recipe for Trials is pre-Rise of Iron, Trials of Osiris. You can play and get loot and get gear without going flawless. And the best gear is going flawless. That was the absolute best recipe. Because casuals can go in and play and get loot. Which means more casuals play. Which means your early games are easier. Because there's more people playing. And there's more people playing at a lower end of the skill spectrum. And you can be very liberal with that gear. Why? Because the flawless gear is better. Adept gear solves this problem. And you know, giving casuals inroads and accessibility to trials gear is, is the key. If you start sequestering people for going flawless, you're going to break the playlist. Because then people won't go flawless. Or if they do... They're like, oh man, there's like only a thousand teams that have gone flawless. Who am I going to play against? That's awful matchmaking. That's going to take for friggin' ever, you know? As someone who doesn't have anarchy, I've been running uh, my three scourges since Season of Arrival started. I have a solid uh, armor drops of 63 to 66 with uh, preferable stat distributions. Yeah, I deleted them due to sunset. But now scourge armor is sunset proof. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. But I mean, keep in mind, the armor slots are dated. So there's not going to be a strong reason to keep and use that armor anyway. I, I think they're, they should update the armor because I think the armor is dope. You know, they, they update those slots. I think raid armor should be in a different category with respect to slots. And then you could go get them all and, and, uh, and look that way. Right Now, transmog's on the horizon. So, you know, 
Maybe we'll be able to do that. Maybe we'll be able to pull all that gear out of collections and then turn it into a, you know, turn it into a transmog so I can look that way again. Because I think the, I think, the, I love the Scourge armor. I've always thought the Scourge armor was pretty, pretty dope. So. Now, if you guys want to support this podcast directly, if you're listening to this and you've enjoyed your time, go to SNTRpresents.com. SNTRpresents.com will take you right to the Patreon, and you can become a patron of the podcast, get in the Discord, and you can submit questions. Or, as people did today, you can be part of the live chat. Uh, Depending on where I end up streaming, if we figure something out with Twitch or if we end up on YouTube, we'll still continue to use Patreon as a way to give you VIP and uh, and premier access to this content to submit questions, to engage with me, and uh, and be part of the podcast. I appreciate everybody who's been involved lately. This has been a lot of fun. It's a very different format and structure, but I feel like it's kind of refining the content and making it a little bit more streamlined. Not quite as bombastic, not a lot of debates. Uh, just yet. Maybe we'll have more of those in the future. Maybe if we start streaming again, that we'll we'll see that uh, take place. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always uh, go again to sntrpresents.com to support me directly or sanitarage.com to find all my content. As always, if you're listening in all the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>